Welcome to Explain to Shane. I'm your host, Shane Tews at the American Enterprise Institute. On this podcast, I interview tech industry experts to explain how the apps, services, and structures of today's information technology system work and how they shape our social and economic life. Since October is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month, I wanted to learn more about how we are educating students, businesses, and governments on the importance of cybersecurity. So I interviewed the head of the National Cybersecurity Center, or the NCC. The NCC is a nonprofit program for cyber innovation and awareness that was established in 2016 from the vision of then Governor of Colorado and now U.S. Senator John Hickenlooper in coordination with the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. The programming started with cybersecurity breach recovery programs that then branched into educational programming and the training of elected officials teaching them about cybersecurity best practices. The NCC then moved into a partnership with higher education institutions to create the next generation of cybersecurity professionals. In 2020, the NCC launched the Cyber State Government Program, the Colorado Cyber Resource Center, and the continued effort of the NCC's cyber education programs to provide cybersecurity leadership with two main pillars, in K-12 education with the NCC Student Alliance and the Adult Education Initiative. Today's talk is with the NCC President and CEO, Lieutenant General Harry Raddick, who served in the Air Force for over 30 years as the former Space Commander CIO, the former NORAD CIO, and the former Commander of the Joint Task Force for Global Network Operations. The General and his staff at the NCC and the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs Cybersecurity Education Center are doing the essential work to help protect our nation from cyber threats by teaching cybersecurity programs and best practices to all ages. I hope you enjoy this discussion with General Raddick, who I have the pleasure of calling my friend, Harry. Harry, thank you for being a guest today on Explain to Shane. I was so appreciative that you all reached out to me and I was able to go visit the National Cybersecurity Center in Colorado Springs in August and meet you and your team. You guys are amazing. You're doing really amazing work. Can you just give us the nexus? How did this, how did the NCC start? Well, great. Uh, well, Shane, it was uh, wonderful seeing you here at the NCC during your your visit, and we're so pleased to be able to uh, uh, to give a little more explanation about what the NCC uh, is all about. And the the NCC is a a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization uh, that we established in twenty sixteen, uh, and with our facility doors actually opening in twenty eighteen. And our initial focus uh, then was for cybersecurity education, uh, collaboration, leadership, development, and research. And today we remain grounded uh, in a shared mission to advance uh, practical and forward-thinking security policies and programs. Uh, And then over the last five years, we developed uh, further, and today we serve both public and private organizations in a uh, strategic partnership with the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, or we refer to them as UCCS, uh, and also in providing daily support to the co-located Space Information Sharing and Analysis Center, which we call the Space ISAC. So today, the NCC delivers an integrated and fully interdisciplinary uh, cybersecurity center that's actively transforming our nation's ability to deter threats, 
through the intersections of cyber and space. And when we talk about and think about why the NCC does what we do, uh, today, uh, in this interconnected society that we've got, uh, organizations everywhere around the world are investing in technology to better achieve their goals. And whether they're looking to improve customer experiences, edge out competition, or drive previously unimagined innovations, organizations today everywhere are using new and advanced levels of technology to their advantage. However, the bad news is that as the use of technology grows, so does the risk of cybersecurity threats. And today, those cybersecurity threats are significant, and the risk of compromise is enormous. Yeah, we are recording this uh, right after the MGM incident, and we're all still waiting to hear the, the details, but it certainly made cybersecurity top of mind for almost every person I've spoken to in the last week. We're talking about how there is potential that their hack that they think that they've suffered um, and the fact that they deliberately themselves took some of their systems down to make sure that they didn't have any additional um, concerns about the way that information was flowing off of their system uh, for their customers has brought a lot of people to think about their own systems and how they manage their information and what they need to be doing to protect it. So what is it that you recommend when you get in a situation like this or a discussion that people do as their first step? If they really haven't put some sort of risk analysis and mitigation program uh, to parallel the their love of you know the, what they've done by bringing IT into their own business. Well, uh, let me go to uh, one of the areas that we use in the uh, National Cybersecurity Center uh, in our training program. And I think uh, uh, this might actually help uh, individuals and organizations alike uh, with trying to uh, uh, deter or, uh, uh, or negate an attack that might be uh, aimed at your organization or yourself. So we, we uh, actually uh, are, have worked with government leaders and their staff on, on best practices for cybersecurity. And these are just as good for government leaders uh, as they are for uh, individuals alike. So we use uh, the word uh, duped, D-U-P-E-D. Now, uh, duped means uh, deceived, uh, tricked, or fooled into doing something. So that little five-letter word, we took the first letter and sort of put together uh, a construct for our teaching uh, mechanisms. So uh, the D in duped is deploy multi-factor authentication. I think you're cheating uh, there. For you, uh, <laughs> we talk about update your software. Uh, the P, we talk about uh, passwords must be strong. The E is encrypt your files. And uh, the final D is don't click on things you shouldn't. So that's one of the teaching mechanisms that, that we use uh, in our overall educational programs, whether that be uh, in K through 12 uh, or adult education or in training uh, the various individuals in our cyber uh, education programs. 
So when we put together acronyms in Washington, we're just using single words. You're using almost full sentences. That's kind of brilliant. <laughs> so you've, you've got people that can remember whole sentences out of Duke. That's, that's fantastic. So let, let's migrate for a second because you do some really excellent education programs, which you just brought up. And that is another question that I get a lot. There's a lot of people whose uh, student age children, which can vary, you know, from kindergarten all the way up to community college or college and beyond. And they want to get more educated and think about having a career in cybersecurity. And you guys are doing a lot of training in that space. So walk us through the programs that you have going on at the NCC. Well, we have uh, a number of programs. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, uh, about nine here that I can that I can walk through just very just very quickly and just with a brief uh, explanation. But I think you can get the idea uh, of how we do uh, serve the uh, K through twelve uh, uh, community out there and then also in adult education. So the first program I've mentioned is something called Capture the Flag. And that is a competition uh, among all age uh, uh, individuals. So st uh, students really sharpen their cybersecurity skills through uh, competitive uh, events by challenging and competing against other schools across the nation uh, to take on hacking and penetration testing networking, uh, team building, and solving cybersecurity-related puzzle activity. Uh, we also uh, are a center uh, of excellence uh, with a program called Cyber Patriot, uh, and that is uh, the world's largest cybersecurity competition for middle and high school students across the entire nation. And this Cyber Patriot uh, is with the Air and Space Forces Association uh, and their program called National Youth Cyber Education Program. And it was created to inspire K-12 students toward careers in cybersecurity or other uh, STEM-related uh, disciplines, STEM being science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Uh, and, and this is aimed at uh, uh, critical areas and disciplines uh, for our nation's future. Uh, another area that we do for middle and high school uh, level students is called cyber camps. We just had a very successful uh, summer engagement with five different summer uh, camps that we led. And these are exciting opportunities for K through 12 to learn the basics of cybersecurity uh, and then being introduced to then that cyber patriot uh, program that I just um, uh, uh, mentioned where uh, they actually can enter into nationwide type uh, competition where a champion is actually uh, crowned. Uh, and you can't believe it, Shane, how many, uh, when these teams of five individuals win a competition or even make it to finals or even regional finals, how many uh, business cards come from the audience uh, to offer them uh, positions uh, in, in cybersecurity. The, the last one I'll, I'll mention here uh, is adult education and training. And, and we do that to uh, prepare students for careers in cybersecurity or to offer certifications for those who uh, might need a little extra bump uh, in their uh, cybersecurity uh, education at, at the moment. And these 
uh, courses are offered in IT Fundamentals and Security Plus. And these, are, these courses are all instructor-led and can be completed uh, through uh, in-person instruction or online streaming. Uh, and and I, those are a few of the, of the programs. We also have cybersecurity for government leaders, for uh, cyber security for executives in business. And then we really focus on cyber for small business uh, operations. Small and medium businesses can't afford uh, the type of cybersecurity um, uh, professionalism and individuals full-time or part-time or even to contract it out. So we're, as you can see, we have uh, a multitude of different programs that uh, that we have in our educational uh, tracks. You, you also have something that's called the Cyber Force Initiative, where you have training courses that lead to industry-level um, certification. And you do that in co a coordination with CompTIA, is that right? Yes, absolutely, with CompTIA. And uh, uh, yes, we do, we do offer that uh, education uh, uh, also. Um, and and uh, as the United States and other nations address these critical gaps in in skilled cyber uh, security talent, the NCC addresses the importance of this cyber uh, education and training uh, through uh, programs and partnerships that invite students to uh, participate in what we are referring to as an ecosystem, which encourages them to learn, to explore, and to build their, uh, their skills. So do you, and it sounds like there may be kind of a menu option here. So do you, in some cases, offer curriculum, and then there's also the curriculum plus an instructor, and then there's, are there, is there variations on this, or is there, am I understanding this correctly, there's different, there's different levels of this depending on the interest and the cost? Sure. Uh, yes. We offer uh, education uh in our uh, actual facility. Uh, we also go into the, the schools. Uh, we offer it um, for individuals uh, nationwide uh, for uh, uh, over uh, uh, internet and webcast training opportunities. As a matter of fact, uh, interestingly, in, in 2021, we received a grant uh, from uh, Google uh, because they wanted to uh, educate uh, legislative bodies in all 50 of the states around the United States. Now, uh, and they gave us uh, this grant so that we would develop a curriculum and then uh, interface with each governor uh, and their staff in providing uh, training to their state legislative bodies and staff. And, and Shane, I'm very, very proud of our organization because uh, we offered uh, to give training in person. Some states allowed us and asked us to come in and conduct seminars and panel discussions for all-day training with the governors, the lieutenant governors, uh, the, the, the state senators and, and representatives, and those were very successful programs. But uh, I, I remind uh, you and, and our listeners that 2021 was a huge year for the pandemic. Uh, 
uh, you know, a six uh, feet of clearance zone between you and another individual. There were restrictions on how many people could enter into a building. Uh, and we were all wearing masks, of course, at that particular time for good reason. And uh, so we, we actually, in a number of those uh, states, we conducted webinar training. Uh, so people were streaming in uh, from their homes or from their offices where they could isolate themselves appropriately, but we were still getting the education uh, across to those uh, legislative bodies. Uh, and I'm very happy to say that in 2021, uh, we were able to conduct that training in all 50 states. Oh, wow. uh, you know, in December, uh, we, we were clearing up the last couple states, but we got it all done uh, and, and completed uh, in that one year and, and with a, a pandemic ongoing. Uh, it was so successful that uh, now uh, we have been asked to conduct this uh, training uh, uh, with other uh, government uh, activities. And so we have now started uh, our cybersecurity for government leaders. And that's the initiative uh, to train all government leaders on cybersecurity best practices. Um, and this program aims to educate the leaders and their staff uh, on ways to strengthen defenses against uh, digital attacks uh, that are being experienced today. That's fantastic. I mean, that you're definitely getting to a group of people that are def that are under attack all the time, and they probably know it, but may not know exactly how to prepare for it or how to mitigate it. So it sounds like you're doing some amazing work there. So another thing that um, we talked about when I was I want to visit you all is there's the UCCS, the University of Colorado Colorado Springs, was talking about how they have what they call two plus two. So it's two years of community college, and then if there's an interest, they'll bring them into a, a program that's the additional two years of a university degree. And one of the things I found so interesting when we were talking about that is they said they actually get a higher rate of um, acceptance into the job market faster because they have a lot more practical application with those two years of community college. I thought that was really a, a really interesting point that, you know, there's a lot of people that think it's not worth doing it if they aren't going to get into a university right away. And the idea that they ramp into not only having a career faster, but probably a more successful career. You guys are doing some really amazing work out there. Thank you. You know, it is a very successful program. And as you know, there's nothing uh, that beats uh, practical hands-on experience. You know, you there's just so much you can uh, learn from uh, textbooks and PowerPoints and people telling stories, but this is why we put so much uh, emphasis on our programs that allow the hands-on experience with those cyber competitions that I uh, mentioned earlier, uh, whether it's at, at K through 12 or even uh, the adult training exercises. Uh, and with our strategic partner, UCCS, we have developed that, that great partnership that allows us to provide that type of, of, of training. In fact, Shane, uh, I'm also reminded of another program we have and we receive funding for called Pisces, where uh, advanced cybersecurity students uh, actually go out and help local jurisdictions that don't have the, res uh, that don't have the resources uh, and individuals that are cyber trained 
to be able to take a look at their uh, jurisdictional uh, type uh, activity and, and web experience and, and data and, and, and files uh, and make sure that they are protecting themselves as best as possible. And we, we call it uh, protecting them and identifying their crown jewels. In other words, the areas of that organization that would, uh, if compromised, uh, would put them out of business or would be a tremendous uh, embarrassment uh, and would, would stop their, uh, their vital uh, operations. So this is something then, when you think about it, with advanced students going out and helping uh, individuals, jurisdictions, government-type uh, local activities at protecting their data, this is a great thing to put at the top of your resume you know, when you're leaving college, so you have practical experience working with a city, a state, a township, uh, or a, uh, a, a government activity uh, in, in gaining practical experience and, uh, and helping them. So it's a win-win for the student and for the, the jurisdictional activity involved. So is the Crown Jewels, is it part, beginning without an audit, where they look at you mentioned, you know, they're taking a look at their landscape, seeing, you know, what they have that might be vulnerable and making sure they're protecting it. Absolutely. Uh, everything that involves uh, the books uh, that uh, that would be uh, needed uh, in performing an audit or 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 just running your business accurately and, and keeping all of that data secure and 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 uh, isolated from any outside hacker or individuals who would want to to cause difficulties in, in that activity or organization. And you also, uh, in the beginning, talked about how you have a partnership with the Space ISAC, or the information sharing part of the, the new space. We've always, you know, a lot of times space really was part of our Defense Department, and now we have a very thriving commercial part of this. And so finding the collaboration point between uh, those two things is a lot is very similar to the challenges we had early on in just cyber in general, where we weren't sure how to coordinate information flow, how to make sure that people were talking at the right level with each other about the information that they needed to know, especially if they're sharing actual space. <laughs> how is that going? How is your partnership? Well, the partnership is is going so very well. And uh, as you'll recall, during your your visit with us, uh, Shane, just uh, a month or so ago, uh, the NCC uh, recognizes this critical need to secure our nation's uh, space assets uh, by really focusing on uh, operational readiness uh, through interdisciplinary, as we call it, collaboration in space and cyberspace. Uh, what many people around the world refer to as the fourth and fifth operational domains that follow land, uh, air, sea, and, and then space, and then now cyberspace. So this intersection now is being referred to as space cyber. Uh, and the NCC is the only national cybersecurity center that's also focused so heavily on space. And uh, the fact that Colorado Springs, which we are located, uh, just... Uh, it was just announced that the U.S. Space Command uh, is, in fact, going to stay here in Colorado. 
And so now uh, it's even more focused for us uh, to bring together this space uh, cyber uh, activity. And so just a little bit for your listeners, uh, this space ISAC uh, serves as the primary uh, communications channel for threats and vulnerabilities to space and it demonstrates also the, the NCC's ability to engage, convene, um, and, and operationalize against space vulnerabilities and threats. And, and the Space ISAC is the only all threats uh, security information source for the public and the private space sector. So it strives to be the most comprehensive uh, single source for data, facts, and analysis on space security and threats to uh, space ISAC, uh, space assets. So this space ISAC was uh, interestingly a direct result of a study conducted uh, by the Science and Technology Partnership Forum in 2017. Uh, and it led to the space ISAC uh, being stood up in April, 2019. Uh, and that was as a direct result of a call that individuals here in Colorado Springs uh, who are now running the Space ISAC in leadership positions, they received a call from the White House uh, to, uh, uh, to stand up uh, uh, an information sharing analysis center for space to join other critical infrastructures uh, that have been identified by the Department of Homeland Security. So we're very, very pleased that we work so closely, uh, not only in the cybersecurity world, but also in the space uh, space worlds. It makes us unique, frankly, Shane. No, that, no, that's fantastic. And it's one of the interesting things. I mean, it, it was probably inevitable that there should be a space ISAC, but during COVID, there were a lot of entities and industries that realized they weren't sharing at a level that could have been very beneficial earlier on. So we saw like the restaurant and hospitality industry stand up an ISAC. And, and part of that is the indemnification that allows uh, companies in the same industry to be able to share cross-functionally when it comes to things like patterns and anomalies, which is so important, especially when we look at things similar to, you know, anything similar to cybersecurity is that you're looking to see where something's coming in that looks very familiar that may be a bad thing, which is, could be an attack. Uh, or you have those anomalies, those blips that you're like, hmm, that's not the way the systems are supposed to work. So you guys have been doing spade work for other industries in the cyber area for a long time. And I imagine that the exponential on you doing it for space has to be really fantastic. It's a it's a great opportunity for us. And as I mentioned, it really puts we're at a very unique location here in Colorado Springs. We uh, have the U.S. Space Force. Uh, organizations that are here. We have the U.S. Space Command. We have uh, the NORAD Cheyenne Mountain. Uh, we have the United States Air Force Academy. We have Schriever Air Force or Airspace uh, Base. I have to learn to say that differently now. It's an airspace base. Uh, and they fly all the GPS satellites okay, uh, yeah. that, that the entire world uh, uses and appreciates. So we are a hub for space activity here in Colorado. Uh, and then to be teamed with our National Cybersecurity Center and the outreach that we have had. And, 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 and Shane, uh, I, I've got to mention that this Cybersecurity Center, 
really stood up uh, as a result of uh, the vision that uh, our current U.S. Senator and then uh, Governor of Colorado, John Hickenlooper, had back in the mid, uh, oh, the 2015 time frame. Uh, he sensed uh, through visits to other nations of the world uh, the growing threat in cybersecurity. So he returned to Colorado and he said, as the governor, he said, do I have any cyber activities that are operating here? And he found that there were about 600 different activities that were doing cyber uh, security. Now, some of these were only one or two person uh, organizations, but others were much larger. And so he said, you know, this would be a great idea to stand up a cybersecurity center and focus that activity, probably initially thinking about uh, the constituents in Colorado, but now having grown that into a national level uh, activity. And we were wise to choose our name of National Cybersecurity Center. So ever since that time frame, and we, we walked through the doors that you walked through here just a month or so ago, we stood that up just five years ago, and we've already had nationwide reach, as I've mentioned, uh, in our training for uh, state activities, uh, for business uh, executives, uh, and also we're even uh, reaching into international type uh, relations now. And of course, the Space ISAC already is an international organization of space activities. Uh, and they, uh, the Space ISAC already has 76 member companies uh, that are involved with that information sharing and analysis of, of threats in space uh, to those critical assets and also the ground activities uh, and data centers and the launch uh, activity and supply chain, uh, which supplying those critical elements, all, all having to do with cybersecurity related activity and protections that need to be afforded uh, to that space community. So Shane, you're absolutely right. It's an exciting place to be. And I'm glad that we had the opportunity that you came out here and got to see uh, how, how we're working together in, in, in building that ecosystem for Colorado. Harry, uh, you guys, you had a uh, Senate hearing the next day that you were preparing for. So you could tell that people were taking your, your whole operation exceptionally seriously, and they're very, very lucky to have you down there. You guys are doing a great job. Plus, as you just noted, you should probably member the Chamber of Commerce. There's a lot of smart people in, that, that, in those hills there in Colorado Springs. Well, Harry, thank you so much for being a guest today on Explain to Shane. I'm sure all of the listeners to this, this particular podcast are going to go check out your website and see the different programs they might be able to enroll their kids in who are interested in cybersecurity or learn things where they can do a public-private partnership and, and make sure that they are secure themselves in their business. So I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Shane. It's been great to be with you today. Thank you for listening to another episode of Explain to Shane. For more episodes, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your preferred listening platform. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and tell your friends and colleagues to tune in. We'll see you on the next episode of Explain to Shane.